we are now going to turn our attention to the ongoing environmental catastrophe, disaster. Um, if you, you know, un unless you've been living under a rock somewhere, one has to realize that we are in serious trouble in, in California. Just yet another drought, um, serious drought happening, right? And fire season uh, is about to start. Arizona is already uh, in flames. Uh, the glaciers are melting. The, uh, the sea levels, the levels of the ocean uh, on the rise. Um, the uh, creatures that live in the ocean in trouble, those of us who live on land in trouble, and also the interrelationship between the air that we breathe. As it turns out, um, th those who are more impoverished are at greater risk of um, being ill uh, from pollution. And given all of that bad news, one big success uh, that was announced is that the uh, Keystone XL pipeline, which we have covered so much here on Sojourner Truth, and also many of you remember the encampment uh, that happened on the territory of the Lakota uh, nation, um, you know, opposing uh, this pipeline and others. So that has now been shut down. The owners have now walked away from the Keystone XL pipeline. And meanwhile, what's happening is that uh, pipeline protesters, this work continues. Uh, they are now, protesters have seized a Minnesota construction site to stop a $4 billion uh, pipeline project. Nearly 250 people were arrested. That is also, this is an ongoing action where protesters are attempting to stop the final leg of the reconstruction of an oil pipeline across northwestern Minnesota. They took over a pump station and they have maintained a blockade at that uh, pump. So uh, a lot happening there. The, the struggle continues. But, you know, some people may have seen articles about, uh, you know, oil companies and the corporate world announcing that, well, they're concerned about the environment and they're proposing all kinds of things uh, to do uh, to move towards a so-named green economy. But a lot of environmentalists are saying not so fast. A lot of these are just false solutions. They're solutions to just maintain uh, capitalism. A lot of them are saying that uh, maintaining capitalism and saving the environment saving our planet are not compatible. So let's find out what's behind the objections. I'd like to welcome to Sojourner Truth for our weekly Earth Watch, the executive director of the Global Justice Ecology Project, Ann Peterman. Ann, thank you for joining us. Thanks so much, Margaret, for having me on again. Yeah, and, and Anne has been working on issues related to protecting forests and defending the rights of indigenous peoples for decades now, and uh, co-founded the first global campaign against genetically engineered trees in 2020. In the years since, she has presented the social and ecological dangers of genetically engineered trees at conferences with community groups and at the UN and other international fora on five continents. Uh, she currently coordinates the campaign to stop GE trees, which she co-founded way back in 2014. So, Anne, um, tell us, you know, about these uh, false solutions, and there's a, a particular initiative, well, several I know that you're connected with, um, uh, calling out these false solutions, Anne Peterman. 
Sure, yeah. Well, we just um, finished producing a, a booklet which is online and at the printer at the moment called Hoodwinked in the Hothouse, which goes through each of the false solution schemes that are most prominent um, in, in, you know, with corporations right now and breaks them down in very simple ways that are very accessible to anybody that wants to know more. Um, and it goes through them in... Uh, it's simple, yet it's also, you know, gives you really the, the, the meat or the tofu of the issue, um, you know, so you can understand better what is exactly is being talked about. And that's online at climatefalsesolutions.org. You can download the online version. You can sign up to get a print version. And um, I highly recommend people do that if they want to understand more what we mean when we say false solutions to climate change. Right, and give us some examples, uh, Ann Peterman, of what you consider to be false solutions. I was I listened to the um, the weekly Earth Minute, which we partner with Global Justice Ecology Project for our weekly Earth Minute and our weekly Earth Watch about um, genetically engineered salmon. I was thinking, oh my goodness! On the one hand, you have the salmon so under threat uh, because of dams and pollution and others, and now. Uh, one solution, it seems, <laughs> being put forward is to have genetically engineered salmon. But uh, give us some examples that you cover in Hoodwinked in the Hothouse. And sure, yeah. Well, you know, looking at the, some of the biggest proposals coming out of industry, and especially as we head towards the new UN Climate Summit that's happening in Edinburgh in November, um, which is putting, which is trying to advance the proposals under the Paris Climate Agreement. Um, people may remember that from a few years ago that, you know, Biden has recommitted to, Trump pulled out of it, Biden has recommitted to it. But a lot of what's being talked about in the Paris Climate Agreement that will be talked about coming up this November are many of these same false solutions. So, you know, for example, the carbon markets, you know, putting um, putting carbon emissions into these markets to supposedly be bought and sold so people can, so companies, excuse me, can supposedly offset their pollution, which means they don't have to reduce their pollution. They can just buy some way to offset it somewhere else. Um, all of this is sort of uh, is under two kind of um, umbrellas. One is called nature-based solutions, uh, which is a lot of people calling are calling nature-based delusions, and also net zero. So whenever you hear the word net zero in reference to climate solutions, you know immediately that it's a false solution. Um, and what net zero is talking about is, is this idea of offsets, that companies can continue polluting as long as they are supposedly offsetting that pollution with some other way that's supposedly storing that carbon emission. Um, so it is a net zero calculation. And there's a huge number of problems with that, depending on what the offset is. The one that our organization has focused on the most is forest carbon offsets. And with forest carbon offsets, uh, you know, the companies are saying, we can continue polluting X number of thousand tons of carbon per year as long as we are protecting a forest that stores X number of thousands of tons of carbon per year. And um, there's actually no science, no credible science behind this idea of forest carbon offsets. The, the fossil fuel pollution that's being put into the atmosphere 
is from carbon that has been stored underground outside of the biosphere, you know, for millions of years. Now it's being pulled up and put into the biosphere, into this carbon system, this living carbon system that has been in balance for millions of years. It's being thrown out of balance because of all of these extra emissions that are being pumped into it, and they can't be absorbed. And on the planet, the forests, the grasslands, the fields and farms, they can't absorb all that carbon. It's not possible. It's not, uh, you know, it's not scientific. So the whole thing is, is, is a scam to allow polluters to continue polluting. Right, and and Anne Peterman, you know, one of the things you find people increasingly being conscious of the environment and, and individually trying to do things uh, to lessen uh, pollution and lessen the destruction, including um, getting rid of um, vehicles, cars uh, that are uh, by gas. Uh, you also find states increasingly moving away from uh, people using gas for stoves and water heaters, et cetera, and promoting electricity. Now, the thing about that is, is that for people who are, quote unquote, going green in the global north, there is a price that people in the global south and people out on indigenous lands in the global north are paying for this, uh, given um, the mining and, and other uh, materials, rare earth materials, et cetera, needed for some of this, quote unquote, green um, uh, you know, green ways that those of us in the nor global north can live. Just tell us a bit about that. And, and also, and about some people are saying, well, we need trees, right? Trees are a good thing. They help us to breathe. So what's wrong with these genetically engineered trees, the GE trees and Peterman? Sure, yeah. Well, yeah, talking about the, the greening of business as usual or existence as usual in the global north, um, you know, that's a major part of these false solutions that are being put forward, that we can continue this unsustainable lifestyle in the global north and these rich countries in the global north and especially among the elites as long as we just, you know, replace fossil fuel burning cars with electric cars or we, you know, use um, LED light bulbs or whatever. Uh, but, yeah, there's a, there are people who are paying a serious price for that, and, and some of the work that we've done in Global Justice Ecology Project for the last 17 years has been in solidarity with people in Chile, particularly the Mapuche people and other people. And those, the indigenous peoples of Chile, um, just as a specific example, are paying the price for a um, green solutions that were that are being promoted here in the U.S. to supposedly have a, a low carbon footprint, uh, electric cars, as I mentioned earlier, or the electrification of all of these things without fossil fuels through solar panels and so on, um, require a lot of lithium. Lithium, as you mentioned, a rare earth mineral. Uh, uh, quite a lot of the world's lithium comes from the Atacama Desert in Chile. And the Atacama Desert is the home of the Atacama people. And the mining of the lithium takes a lot of their water away from them. So they live in one of the driest places on the planet. And the lithium mining is not only destroying the environment there, but taking away the little bit of water that is there. So that is a very concrete impact from solar panels and the electrification of cars using lithium batteries, uh, wind turbines. 
similarly, there are indigenous communities in Chile that are being impacted by copper mining. Each wind turbine takes tons of copper. That copper has to come from somewhere, and it's coming from someone's land. And the land, you know, for the copper mining is being heavily destroyed, heavily damaged and destroyed. So, again, these solutions sound great. Oh, yeah, we can, you know, have no carbon emissions with this technology or that technology. But if you look at the whole life cycle of the technology from the beginning, the mining of the lithium or the copper or whatever, to the actual construction, to the destruction of the forest for, you know, these big solar farms or wind farms, um, and then the social justice impacts on the people who live in these places, you know, there is, it's not that simple. And for Global Justice Ecology Project, one of the real solutions that we put forward on a regular basis is demand reduction. You know, we have to figure out how to live in the rich countries in the north, um, how to figure out how to live with about 80% reduction in the amount of energy we're using. And until we figure that out, nothing is going to be sustainable. You can't create that much energy with a sustainable system. You just can't. So, you know, start with demand reduction. Once we've reduced it by 80 or 90%, let's look at, okay, the remaining 10 or 20%, how can we create that sustainably? Um, So that's what we talk about with our work. Well, and Peterman, I'm afraid we are out of time, but you're going to have to join us again and do one of your in-depth um, discussions with you. But for people who want to be in touch with the Global Justice Ecology Project and support what you're doing, what should they do? If you want to learn more about these issues and specifically about the work of Global Justice Ecology Project, you can go to our website at globaljusticeecology.org. All righty. Ann Peterman, thank you so very much for your work. Thank you. Right, and thank you for partnering with uh, Sojourner Truth for so many years now for our Weekly Earth Minute and Weekly Earth Watch.